previously on Church Folk and Saints. The reality of what happened was so devastating, I did not know what to do. Oh, Tiffany, I don't know about that. Oh, I think I'm going to cry. Crying out for you and everyone else we know every day. There you go, pulling the woman of God card. Lord Jesus, if it ain't one thing, it's another. I've been walking with Jesus since I was 12 years old, and now I'm 85. And that old slew-foot Satan has yet to learn that I am not one to mess with. I'm armed with the Word of God and extremely dangerous once I enter my prayer closet. You can't be in the Lord's vineyard for as long as I've been and not know a thing or two about this old Christian walk. Just finished talking to one of the saints from my church. She said, Big Ma. That's how they affectionately refer to me. When you walk with Jesus and sit under his word as long as I have, wisdom is a fringe benefit. But anyway, back to the call. She said, Big Ma, it's prayer time. She went on to tell me that one of the members, a young college student named Grayson, was stopped by the cops last night after dropping a friend home in one of those, what you call it, uh, gated communities. And before he could exit, he was stopped and accused of trespassing. Common sense should have said someone allowed him onto the property. I mean, come on, he didn't just magically have a gate key. So when he was not allowed to contact his friend to verify his story, he told them that his father was a cop in another jurisdiction and wanted to call him. That's when they accused him of being combative and he was arrested. Oh, my Lord, when I tell you, they don't know who they're up against. You see, Grayson's father isn't only a police officer. He's also a faithful man of God, not ashamed of sharing the gospel or calling on the Lord in his time of need and will praise him while he waits for his breakthrough. Mm, my God. In all my 85 years, I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Grayson will have his day in court with the Lord God as his lawyer and his father and Big Mom by his side. <laughs> you got that right.
into that courtroom, my spirit cried out, El Shaddai, nothing's too hard for you. You are almighty. Whatever our need, you are able to supply. Grayson, his daddy John, and I had prayer in the corridor tucked around the corner from the courtroom. So we walked inside that courtroom trusting the Lord. If I had to give a synopsis, I would say that our faith was being tested. You see, for when we opened the doors, everyone holding a position in that courtroom was white. The judge, everyone at the prosecutor's table, the bailiff, the court clerk, and even the stenographer. Hmm. Yes, sir. <laughs> I see you, God. Visually, the odds are stacked against us. Now, with the stage having been set, we will see the delivering power of El Shaddai. Grayson was more than prepared to speak his truth, knowing the Lord was on his side. The state laid out their case, which if you were listening to it with fleshly ears and not spiritual, you may have been somewhat concerned. But for those of us that have been praying and fasting on behalf of Grayson, saw the hand of God in action. When Grayson took the stand, you could see that young man had the peace of God resting on him. He spoke with a calm confidence that seemed to rattle the prosecutor. You could tell the prosecutor himself was perplexed by his reaction to Grayson. As Grayson spoke, I watched the jurors and the judge. I could see him winning the victory as he continued to speak the truth under the guidance of his Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm proud of you, son. You did an awesome job in there. You certainly did. And it didn't hurt to have upstanding character witnesses like your football coach to vouch for your integrity as team captain. And pastor speaking on your regular participation in the ministries at the church, like the audio video ministry. But Grayson, the most pivotal point was when your defense attorney asked you to, in your own words, Give an account of the events that led from questioning to an arrest. I could still hear your answer. Do you promise to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth, so help you God? Yes, sir. I'll tell you exactly when it happened. Unit 2, move into position. Units 3 and 4, maintain coverage of Sector 7. Unit 5, set up a perimeter with Unit 6. Copy that. It happened when an officer Darby's eyes, I dared to request the presence of my father, a black officer, to stand with me to challenge their interrogation, which had no real basis. They were mad angry by my confidence that the presence of a black man would provide me the protection and hold them accountable for any misconduct. I may have been a young black male facing racist cops, but I know my rights because my father is a cop, 
And I'm not going to let fear keep me silent and make me lay down and roll over. I'm not a dog, and I refuse to be treated like one. Order. Order in the court. Okay, let's get into this. African-Americans are more likely to be pulled over than white people. A 2020 study by Stanford University analyzed 100 million traffic stops by police departments across the U.S. and found that black drivers were about 20% more likely to be stopped than white drivers. The study also found that once stopped, black drivers were searched up to two times as often as white drivers, although they were statistically less likely to be carrying illegal items. Also, African-Americans are more likely to get fatally shot, according to the Washington Post police shootings database. Although black people make up less than 14% of the population, they accounted for almost 24% of over 6,000 fatal shootings by police officers since 2015. Now I'm sure a majority of you listening have heard and seen the cries of families that have lost loved ones at the hands of police. Some of you may even be a part of said families and or have even protested or used your voice or your platform to shine a light on the issue of race and racism that plagues this country. Now, let me say this before anyone starts wanting to write into the podcast stating that we are anti-police. Let me state for the record that that simply is not the case. But what is the case is the fact that this country has a police structure that was founded on slavery, racism, and injustice. And until those that have the power to address the systemic mistreatment of people of color and change the system, change the structure, and change how police police, we will unfortunately continue to deal with this problem. But I want to say thanks be to God for those officers that continue to go to work each day and truly try to make a difference in the communities that they work and or live in. Those officers that make it a point to get to know the people in the neighborhoods they patrol and keep open communication with community leaders to try to foster trust and mutual respect and do speak up and speak out on the injustices and biased policing within the police force. I want you to know we see you, we thank you, and we pray for your strength 
to continue the good work you are trying to do within a broken system. This concludes today's episode of Church Folk and Saints. Make sure you stay tuned for when the next episode drops. It's going to